Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Basketball. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at PennStateHealth.org. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. And the Reading Royals. Now to the broadcast booth, here's your announcer, Darren Ziner. Good evening. Welcome to the Exeter Eagles Varsity Boys Basketball pregame show on the Exeter Sports Network. We'll have all the action between your Exeter Eagles and the Governor Mifflin Mustangs coming up. But first, these messages. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. And now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live from the campus of Governor Mifflin High School. It's actually the middle school in Shillington, Pennsylvania. For today's final regular season Burks 1 contest between the Exeter Eagles and the Governor Mifflin Mustangs, welcome into the Exeter Sports Network booth along with my main man, Mike Boyer. I'm Darren Ziner. And well, friends, this is for all the marbles as seedings are being determined for the Berks Conference Tournament. Today's game will have a lot to say about who's in and who's out. The Eagles have a slight lead in the power rankings over Governor Mifflin and Tulpahocken. There's only the second wild card berth to have in Berks. And one of th those three teams are going to get it. And Mike, for Exeter, it's plain and simple. Win and you're in. Yeah, it is simple that way. Win and you're in, you, you, you win the... Uh Power ranking points puts you in the, the wild card spot. And you know that wild card spot, you can then argue to, to move yourself up within the Berks County seating. So who knows what happens with any team that gets in, where they're going to actually finish up. They may not be the 10th seed. Mike, they'll need to turn around their fortunes as of late, having dropped six of their last seven. But Coach Ashcroft remains upbeat as while the scoring has diminished a, a, a bit, the defense has been strong, and he's confident it can carry them. Yeah, you're right. We, we watched that BC game uh, last week, and, and we were very impressed with how they played defense, especially with uh, Zion Pascal playing defense on the bigger BC players. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was really impressed with uh, Coach Ashcroft's positive disposition after the last couple games. Here's a team that has been falling fast. Six out of seven, you said. Their leading scorer averages 19.2 points a game. He has totaled 19 points in the last two games. Now, Teddy Slider has picked up the slack a little bit. I think he had 28 points in the last two games. But the Eagles have to get Colin Payne going early. He's got to have a productive start, and he's got to be consistent the whole game. Against Perkium and Valley on Saturday afternoon, as you mentioned, Teddy Snyder showed up in the scoring. He hit three threes on his way to a game-high 18. Colin Payne, admittedly not playing at 100%, managed to get in double figures with 10. But, Mike, I say to you, Anthony Cachese 
can be a big force inside, and I think he's going to be a big weapon tonight against Governor Mifflin. Yeah, that 6'6 Junior Eagles have in the middle there is certainly a weapon, but they've got to get him the ball, and it's got to be a consistent plan to get him the ball. We've seen it the last couple games where they go to him early, and then they kind of just go away from him, and there's no set offense to get the ball into the low post and get him those easy little chippy lay-ins. Exeter was in that game with the Vikings up until the final minute, only down three, but they couldn't muster the comeback. They fell to Perkyoman Valley 47-41. And you have to think, Mike, this is one of those games you shouldn't have to say something or have to say something to your team to get them amped up. They know what's at stake they hopefully will be ready to play and come out firing. Well, and you gotta hope it starts with their leader, Colin Payne. He has got to be on tonight. He's gotta find open looks. They've gotta find ways to get him good looks at the basket. Now that said, he missed a lot of shots against PV. Layups, mid-range jumpers, and three-pointers. And again, he's not at full strength, but as you said, this is it. All the chips are on the table here. He has got to go four quarters for the Eagles tonight, and he's gotta put the ball in the basket. We'll have more pregame comments after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Governor Mifflin comes into tonight's game with a league record of 4-7, and 10-11 overall. They're coming off of Saturday's 65-45 win at Blue Mountain. They're led by 6-foot, 5-inch senior forward Matt Harley. He averages nearly 14 a night for the Mustangs. He's also their three-point threat as he's hit a second best in Burks, 54 three-pointers. He only trails high points Nate Est with 70, and Mike... Obviously, Exeter's defense has come to play, but they're also going to have to make sure they keep somebody on Harley out at the threes because he's going to put them up tonight. Absolutely. Harley comes in scoring 10 or more points his last four games. Um, he shoots the ball well from distance. He has good length to him, and he does find himself around the basket a lot for putbacks and layups. He's a lefty, so it's a little bit different coming out. He gets to shoot the ball in the corner a little bit more. The other part about Mifflin is uh, Darrell McNeil has scored 15 or more points in his last four games he's played. So he's averaging 11.7 points a game right now. So that's two guys athletically with length for the Mustangs that the Eagles are going to have to cover tonight for four quarters. That's right. You mentioned 6-1 junior forward Gerald McNeil. He'll play a prominent role for the Mustangs tonight. Guard Delson McNeil, he's averaging nine a game. Six-foot-four-inch senior forward Xavier Price adds eight. These two teams played back on January 13. It was a solid win for Exeter, 63-56. 
They led by four after one, 12-8. Reese Garvin hitting a three as the buzzer sounded to extend that lead to four. Exeter pushing that lead to five at the end of two to take a 26-21 lead. Mike, one thing that Exeter cannot afford tonight, and it has happened in the last several games, is to get a slow start. Absolutely. They've got to come out firing. When you talk about that first meeting that Exeter won the game, you know, Jarrell McNeil went down early in the first quarter and didn't come back into the second half. Um, you talked about extra sophomore Reese Garvin had a career night. I think he had 13 that night for a career high, uh, hit a bunch of threes and played well. Now he's kind of been mixed into a lot more of the rotation with you know Joey Schlaffer being out. So it's going to be interesting to see what five start for the Eagles. But those five guys have to play defense, have to run the court, and they have to score. On the strength of a 15-6 third quarter, Ex Exeter expanded that lead to 14 at 41-27 after three, but they had to withstand a furious fourth quarter Mustangs rally. They scored 27 points through three quarters, but in the fourth, they scored 29. Thankfully, Exeter did enough down the stretch. Some free throws, Colin Payne hitting 10 straight in the fourth. He ended 12 for 12 from the line. He had a team high 20 that night in order to secure the 63-56 win. You mentioned Reese Garvin. He got the start, had a nice game with the 13 points. And of course, another defensive gem from Zion Pascal. He's been a great addition, and Mike, it needless to say, the defense starts and stops with him tonight. Absolutely, and it'll be interesting who they put him on, whether it be McNeil or Harley. If you remember in that first game, Darren, Harley had four points at the half. He did not have a big first half and didn't start hitting shots until late in the third quarter. And then he ran off, I think he had 14 in the game, but it was not a fast start for him. He struggled a little bit against the extra defense. And so I would look for extra again to frustrate him on the perimeter and not give him good looks. You add Reese Garvin, Teddy Snyder, their defense into the mix. And in that first game, they all held the Mustangs McNeil guards in check. Five total points and one field goal. And as we're talking about, they're going to need strong team defense to keep them in tonight's game. Mike, we talk about some keys to the game. Turnovers. That's the first thing that I'll mention because for a long part of the year, Exeter had been averaging nearly 15 turnovers a game. In a game like tonight, it's got to be crisp, and they've got to keep them down. Absolutely. They've got to control the ball. They've got to have good shot selection as well. They can't just take bad shots and lose the ball in transition right away. Again, we talk about the athleticism. You know, you've got Tyler Minnick who can run as fast as anybody. We saw that a few months ago in the opening kickoff of the Exeter uh, Mifflin game at Exeter. He, he is just his flat-out speed and great effort and hustle. Exeter has got to play defense on their scorers for the Mustangs, and they've got to control the tempo, and they can't turn the ball over. Mike, you mentioned Colin Payne struggling as of late. We need to get him back on track. But in addition to that, we've been looking for balanced scoring all year long, too. We haven't quite seen it yet, but tonight would be a great night for that to break out. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, it seems like every game another person does step up, but there's no consistency the next game for the person who stepped up in game A to step up in game B as well. It can't just be one or two people tonight. They have got to score score the ball inside with Kachese, 
They've got to score the ball outside with Payne and Teddy Snyder. They've got to let, whether it's going to be Sands or uh, Garvin slashing to the basket, they've got to find points from other people. We know Pascal does not score the rock very much. He's a defensive guy. He distributes the ball. The other four guys must score tonight to keep Exeter in this game. And again, we talk about two teams going in different directions right now. It's going to be interesting to see the first four minutes where this goes. The final key that we'll talk about, Mike, rebounding the last two games against the Vikings and the Saints. Exeter's been out-rebounded. They're going to have to be a lot more physical, a lot more active on the offensive and defensive glass. Keep Governor Mifflin from some easy second-chance buckets. Absolutely, and you know, the biggest thing is with Schlaffer out of the lineup, they don't have that second rebounder in there. It's got to either be the next guy they go to in Sands or Garvin because Payne, Pascal, and Snyder are all outside the arc with the ball. They're not in the paint, so the rebounding only comes down to Cachese. He's got to find a partner in that rebounding in the paint, both offensively and defensively, to get the ball off the glass. We'll be back with more Exeter Eagles Varsity Boys basketball pregame after this commercial break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Shroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn the arena has been shut the ice has been melted the stands have been empty empty but a new day has dawned the lights are back on the ice is frozen the boys are back it's time to get back to hockey your running royals and the echl are back at santander arena get your tickets now We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Mike, we talk about how close these two teams are. Take a listen to these statistics. Looking at scoring average, Exeter at 54 a game, Governor Mifflin 56. As far as hitting threes, Governor Mifflin 119, Exeter 108. As far as free throws, Exeter with a decided advantage, 226 to 179. The free throw percent, 69% for Exeter, 66% for the Mustangs. And Mike, with two teams so evenly matched, it may be the small things that makes a difference tonight. Absolutely, and, and it may be those next guys off the bench, the seven, eight guy off the bench. Alex Kelsey in the case of the Eagles or, or someone, you know, well, maybe Woolwine or something. They're going to need something else because they are so even here that free throw shooting, you would think a team that shoots 119 threes in the season would be higher than 65.6% from the line. But that's the case, and that's one of the things that holds Mifflin back is they just don't shoot well from the line. We are getting ready for the starting five for Exeter. 
number 12, Colin Payne. For Governor Mifflin, number 20, Mason Woolwine. For Exeter, number 15, Reese Garvin. For Governor Mifflin, number one, Matt Harley. For Exeter, the big man in the middle, number 44, Anthony Cachese. So Exeter will go back to the uh, well here with Garvin starting tonight with Pascal and Snyder in the backcourt. Xavier Price, Zion Pascal comes onto the floor. And finally, Aaron Kapoor for Governor Mifflin and Teddy Snyder for Exeter. So Mifflin's going to put some seniors on the court here on senior night. We'll see how long that lasts. We are getting ready for the National Anthem, for which we will go quiet. Exeter in their road blues with white number and lettering. Governor Mifflin in their home whites, maroon number and lettering. The officials getting into position. The fans getting into it early. Xavier Price is going to tip it off against Anthony Cachese. Exeter left to right on your dial. The officials doing some last minute cleanup on the court. Looks like we're all set. Here comes the tip. And Governor Mifflin controls. Aaron Kapoor has the dribble. Teddy Snyder on him. They go to the right to Harley. Get it inside to Price. He's got Kachese on him. He tries to drive baseline. Nothing there. He steps on the end line. It'll be a turnover for Governor Mifflin. It's Exeter ball. And that answers that question early. Pasco will be on Harley tonight. And uh, we'll see what happens when McNeil comes in the game. Exeter in the offensive set. Cachese has it elbow right. Here's a jumper from Zion Pascal inside the free throw line, and he scores. Well, he made a liar on me to start right off the bat. Governor Mifflin in the offensive set. Price has it on the right side. He's looking for a pass. Cachese on him, gets it to Woolwine. He's being guarded by Reese Garvin. Tries to put a shot up. It's no good. They scramble for it on the floor. Reese Garvin manages to tie up Malachi Leland. The possession goes to Exeter, and they'll bring it in. Nice block there by Anthony Cachese on the drive. Tipped it out there and got the loose ball. Zion Pascal has the dribble crossing midcourt. Aaron Kapoor guarding him. Teddy Snyder has it hardly on him. Reese Garvin, Woolwine guarding him. Here's Colin Payne throwing up a shot. Manages to get his own rebound back. Goes in, up off the glass and scores. You know, Darren, there's something we've seen a lot of after the last few weeks. Getting the ball in the low post to Colin Payne. Governor Mifflin in the offensive set. They're rotating it outside of three. They bring it back near side. Delson McNeil has it. Puts up a three. It's strong. 
They battle for it on the opposite side. It goes off Kapoor. And it'll be Exeter ball. 6.26 to go here in the first. It's 4-0 Exeter. Well, we talked about which team's going to get off to a fast start. And so far, 4-0. It's the Eagles a uh, minute 30 into this game. Teddy Snyder has the ball five feet beyond three on the right. He's driving on Harley. Tries to put up a shot. It's blocked. But Cachese has the rebound. Here's a three from Colin Payne. It's short. Woolwine gets the rebound, hands it to McNeil. He's got the dribble going up against Teddy Snyder. Thinks about a shot, gets it to the left. Xavier Price has it baseline. He's trying to dribble left to right against Cachese, and they're going to call him for the travel. You know, where Cachese caught that ball down the post on the other end of the court, I would have liked to see him turn to the basket and make a shot there. Colin Payne inbounds it to Reese Garvin, gets it back to Zion Paschal. Governor Mifflin in a press. Kapoor on him, three-quarter length. Zion Pascal driving on him, kicks it back out to Teddy Snyder. It's beyond three to Reese Garvin. Colin Payne has it on the left-hand side. He's trying to drive on McNeil, but McNeil shuts him down. Plays give and go with Teddy Snyder. He's got it on the left. Back top key to Pascal. It comes to the right to Garvin. Back to the left to Colin Payne. Hands it off to Zion Pascal, and they set it up again. Here's Reese Garvin with a three, almost straight away, but it's short. It goes out of bounds. It'll be Governor Mifflin ball. Jarrell McNeil comes into the game for Aaron Kapoor. So the McNeil guards in the game together for the first time. Delson has the dribble. To the right, beyond three to Mason Woolwine. He's being guarded by Colin Payne. Bring it back near side. Delson McNeil gets it to Xavier Price for a jumper just inside of three. No good. Exeter on the rebound. Here comes Zion Pascal with the dribble. Gets it back to Colin Payne straight ahead. The Bounce it around, Teddy Snyder puts up a three from the right side and hits it. And with a seven nothing Exeter lead, the Mustangs call timeout. We will be back with more first quarter action after this break, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. Mike, good to see so far Exeter with some balanced scoring early. Absolutely. Three guys in the scoring column already. Here's Harley with a deep three from the top of the arc. Rebounded by uh, Price there. We talked about rebounding for other people, and there's a nice job of uh, Reese Garvin getting a rebound there for the Eagles on the defensive board. That's right. A one and done for the Mustangs. Exeter has it in their offensive set. Zion Pasco with the dribble. Delson McNeil on him. Here's Colin Payne trying to drive on Jarrell. 
Bounces it out to Teddy Snyder, five feet beyond three straight away. He's dribbling left to right. Reese Garvin has it beyond three on the right side. He hits a cutting Colin Payne, who goes up off the glass, but short. It's knocked out of bounds by Jarrell McNeil. It'll stay there. It's Exeter ball. 3.51 to go here in the first. It's 7-0 Exeter. We talked about capitalizing those easy baskets. There's a layup wide open. We just leave it short. Coming off the iron. We did get the ball back, though. Here's inbound again. Right side of the basket on the baseline. But again, we cannot miss those easy layups. Reese Garvin looking for somebody. Gets it to Colin Payne, who takes a 12-footer. That's no good. Jarrell McNeil on the rebound for the Mustangs. He's got the dribble. Teddy Snyder on him. Get it to Xavier Price on the right side. They back it out to Jarrell McNeil. Delson McNeil has it. Ten feet beyond three on the right. Further right to Mason Woolwine. He's got the dribble right to left. Back over to the right. Jarrell McNeil thinks about a three. Inside of two. Puts up a jumper. No good. Anthony Cachese with the rebound. Gets it to Zion Pascal, and Exeter has it. Yeah, nice job of defense there all the way around by the Eagles. Cut off the driving lanes and then got the rebound by boxing out. They're getting it inside to Colin Payne, just outside of the paint. He's looking to drive on Jarrell McNeil. Puts off a soft floater in the lane and scores. Four points on the evening for Colin Payne. It's a 9-0 Exeter lead. A great start here for the Eagles. You said up 9-0. Two, 2.50 to go here in the first quarter. Jarrell McNeil, Delson McNeil play catch beyond three. Reese Garvin guarding Delson. Puts up a shot, no good. Mason Woolwine with the rebound. Goes in off the glass and scores. Nice job. That's a nice shot by Mason Woolwine. Floating off to his right there with the layup high off the glass. Kissed it in from the edge. Teddy Snyder has the dribble. They're trying to break. Governor Mifflin's press. They get the turnover. Here's a three. From Delson McNeil, he hits it, and just like that, it's a four-point Exeter lead. Exeter trying to break the full-court press. They get it up ahead to Anthony Cachese, but the bounce pass is too hot for him. He can't control it. Here comes Delson McNeil. He thinks about a three. Gets it over to Jarrell. He's going to try to drive. Stops for a jumper and hits it on Teddy Snyder. And just that quick, right there in the Mustangs, right back in the game. 9-7, Eagles with the ball here, 145 to go. But again, we talked about transition and athleticism. Mustangs are showing it right now. I think X needs a timeout here to settle things down. Exeter folding a little bit under the full court pressure. Have turned it over a couple times, allowing some quick transition buckets for the Mustangs. Exeter bringing it in full court. Governor Mifflin has the full court press. Someone's got to get in the middle of the court here to pass the ball to. There Zion, it is. Zion Pascal breaks it, gets it to Colin Payne for a three from the right side, and he hits it. Yeah, to break that press, you got to have someone at midcourt, in the middle of the court, to get the ball to to change directions. Seven points for Colin Payne, 120 to go here in the first. It's a five-point Eagles lead. Here's a jumper from the top of the key. Tyler Minnick, no good, rebounded Exeter. Zion Pascal has the dribble crossing midcourt to the right to Colin Payne. Well beyond three on the right. He's surveying the situation, trying to drive on Jarrell McNeil. Ultimately hands it off to Teddy Snyder, who gets it back to Zion Pascal. 
Colin Payne has it now beyond three on the right side. They double-team him. It's loose. Delson McNeil gets the... That actually should have been a travel because Delson McNeil touched it twice. But Jarrell McNeil came up with the loose ball and put it home. Yeah, you're right. It should have been a travel. He passed it to himself, actually, in the open court. He tried to pass it to a teammate who fell down, and he was the first one to get to it from there. Teddy Snyder has it. He's driving on Harley on the left side. He gets blocked off. They get it back out to Colin Payne. He's driving on Jarrell McNeil. Goes up with a shot. It's blocked. They're really slapping around. The refs are letting some play happen here. Delson McNeil gets it to Minnick on the transition. Can't get the layup to fall, but he's fouled. It's going to be Zion Pascal's first. We went seven minutes and 55 seconds without a foul. Because as you said, the referees were not calling any of the the ticky-tack, reach-in, slap fouls. Tyler Minnick on the line, the first of two, bounces in and out. Minnick shoots 57% on the season coming in, 57.6. So again, uh, if that holds true, he'll probably hit this one. We'll see what happens. He's got the ball, a couple dribbles. Takes a look, it's in the air, it's short, no good. They battle for it. Zielkowski battling Colin Payne for it. Colin comes up for it. They'll give Zielkowski the foul, that's his first. Here's a turnover by Exeter in the offensive set as they bring the ball in. Jarrell McNeil puts up a three, it's no good. And after one quarter of play, it's Exeter 12. Governor Mifflin nine will be back with second quarter action. After these messages, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Life I love is making music. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Mike, Exeter got out to a 9-0 lead, then gets outscored 9-3 the rest of the way. So we'll see if the full-court press from the Mustangs continues to jar them. Yeah, we saw Mustangs go to a full-court press in the made baskets there uh, here in the second quarter, and it actually changed this game immensely, making a three-point game here at the end of the first quarter as they just were very aggressive, attacked the ball, forced turnovers, and got easy baskets. The Mustangs in the offensive set. Zilkowski gets it to Jarrell McNeil, who gets a fired pass inside to Tyler Minnick. He goes up off the glass and scores. As Exeter is bringing the ball up the court, Teddy Snyder has the dribble. They ultimately give Zielkowski the foul. That's his second, team second. 
And Exeter will bring it in on the far side. Reese Garvin has it, gets it back to Teddy Snyder. He's got the dribble, Harley's on him. Zion Pascal has it on the right, Delson McNeil guarding him. Colin Payne has it on the left side, Jarrell McNeil him. Here's a jumper, extend free throw left for Zion Pascal, and he drills it. Nice little mid-range jumper there for Zion Pascal. Second time he's taken it, second time he's hit it. Four points on the night for Zion Pascal. It's a 14-11 Eagles lead. The Mustangs in the offensive set. Not a whole lot right now, just handling it back and forth. Here's Jarrell McNeil, takes a jumper inside of the free throw line, no good. Reese Garvin on the rebound, Zion Pascal has the dribble. Gets it to Colin Payne, it's poked away from him. Jarrell McNeil tries to go after it. Colin Payne thinks about a three, but it's double teamed on the left side. They get it to Zion Pascal for a three on the left. That's strong, but Trevin, Trevor Kepperling gets the rebound. Gets it to a cutting Reese Garvin, who goes up with the shot. Can't get it to fall, but there's a foul. Yeah, nice. Tyler Minnick will get his first. Nice job there by Kepperling to rebound that ball. Saw the cutting um, Reese Garvin, got the ball to him, got the foul. But, you know, Tyler Kepperling in here getting some minutes for Kachese and getting a rebound on the offensive end of the glass, which is great to see for the Eagles. Reese Garvin puts the first free throw up. It's no good. He'll have a second coming. The student section here at Governor Mifflin getting a little loud as Reese calmly nails the second. It's 15-11, 6.39 to go here in the second. And they check in with Alex Kelsey here for the Eagles, uh, taking Reese Garvin out, so sophomore for sophomore. But a little more athleticism here in the backcourt to pick up this full court pressure by um, Alex Kelsey on Desmond McNeil. The Mustangs in the offensive set. Woolwine has it on the left beyond three. They get it back to Harley for a three, and he hits it. That's the first open look Harley's had today. Came off a screen, stepped back, and drained it. His first three, it's a one-point Exeter lead. They break the press, get it to Alex Kelsey baseline. He fires it inside to Kepperling. They get it out to Teddy Snyder. He hits the three, and he's fouled. Nice ball movement there for the Eagles. Did a nice job again, getting the ball to Kepperling in the lane. He reversed it out to the corner and hit a wide open Teddy Snyder for the three and the harm. Teddy's second three on the evening. He's got six, waiting for the free throw. It's on its way, it's good. 6.03 to go here in the second. It's a five point Exeter lead, 19-14. McNeil has the dribble against Teddy Snyder. He pickpockets him. Teddy Snyder trying to drive the length of the floor. Goes up off the glass, no good. It's smacked around a little bit. I believe they're gonna call Alex Kelsey with a reach in. I think they get McNeil here, Jarrell McNeil. Oh, no, you're right, they get Kelsey. Hmm. Teddy Snyder had a, a look simple off the glass, couldn't get it to fall. And in the ensuing scramble, Alex Kelsey picks up his first. The Mustangs have the dribble. McNeil gets it to Harley, back over to Mason Woolwine. They're playing catch beyond three. Here is a deep three from McNeil, no good, but Xavier 
Price gets the rebound for the Mustangs. They bounce it out to three. Jarrell McNeil has it. They're still moving it around three. Try to get it inside to Xavier Price. Trevor Kepperling reaches in. They'll call him for the foul. That'll be his first, team third. The Mustangs bring it in under their own basket. They get it inside to Zielkowski, who's in the paint, tries to go up from about five feet, leaves it short on the rim. As they battle for it, Kepperling can't control it. It goes off him, and it'll be Governor Mifflin's ball. Mismatch in the lane right here. They had Harley locked up on Pasco in the middle of the lane. 6'4", six, 6'5", six, on about 5'8", but they couldn't get the entry pass to him. So on the drive from Delson McNeil. Looking to see who they called the foul they on. They gave that to Trevor Kepperling. Kepperling again. That's his second. Team fourth. So the Mustangs will bring it in to the right side under their own basket. They bounce it back to Woolwine. McNeil has it. Teddy Snyder guarding him. Darren, it'll be interesting to see how long they keep Kachasey on the bench here with four minutes to go here in the first half. Here's Delson McNeil with an 18-foot jumper. He hits it. Five points on the night for him. It's a three-point Exeter lead at 4.30 to go here in the second. Here's Teddy Snyder with a jumper from the right side. That's no good. Rebound Harley, here come the Mustangs. McNeil has the dribble against Kelsey. Can't get anything going against him. They bounce it back out. Here's Harley, he tries to, wasn't sure if he was trying to put up a three and decided to change his mind, but the ball now on the ground, nice steal. Teddy Snyder ultimately comes up with it. Mason Woolwine tried to tie him up, but they're gonna call him for the foul. That's going to be his first, team fifth. Exeter brings it in on the near court. Zion Pascoe has the dribble. Again, Exeter has to set up a good look here at the basket. Don't rush the shot. Get the look they want. You got Payne crashing to the low block here. Got him the ball and the shot's blocked. And here come the Mustangs. McNeil trying to get it ahead to Zilkowski, but it's too high for him. It'll go out of bounds. It's a turnover for the Mustangs. It's Exeter ball. See if Mifflin applies his pressure here. Picks it up at half court now. Nope, they're going to keep the pressure on. So as Exeter brings the ball in, I'll say it's a soft. He actually backs off the press. Yeah, they showed it and then backed off it. Teddy Snyder has it deep three on the right side. They get it to Kepperling. Still outside of three. Playing catch outside of three. Colin Payne has it. He's trying to drive. Gets it to Alex Kelsey. They get it far left baseline to Zion Pascal. He decides to dribble out beyond three, about five feet on the left. He's driving in. Gets it to Trevor Kepperling, who takes a 10-footer. No good. Rebounded Mustangs. 3.05 like, to go here in the second. Like 1916. go to the basket on that shot. He had an open baseline. Got to be aggressive and go. 
Here are the Mustangs trying to force it inside to Delson McNeil. He can't handle it. Alex Kelsey has it. Hands it off to Zion Pascal, and Exeter's in their offensive set. Teddy Snyder dribbling right to left, tries to get it inside to Kepperling, but it's too far for him. Jarrell McNeil has the turnover. And here come the Mustangs. They bring it back to the left side. Woolwine, now Zielkowski. They're throwing it back and forth beyond three. Here's Woolwine driving on Kelsey. Throws up a shot, can't get it to fall, but the Mustangs get it back. Much taller Mustang team on the court right now than for the Eagles. Matt Harley goes far right to Mason Woolwine. They look for a cutting Delson McNeil in the middle, but he's not there. Zion Pascal, although he's probably giving up a good six to eight inches on Matt Harley, is not giving him anything. Here's a three from Delson McNeil. No good. The baseball pass down the court to Colin Payne. He saves it, but there's nobody there. Here come the Mustangs. It's a five on four. Here's a three from Jarrell McNeil, and he hits it. 140 to go here in the second. We are all tied at 19. We'll be back with more second quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Mike, I agree with you as we come back onto the floor. Anthony Cachese, not one of the five. Here's Exeter trying to break a full court press. They do that. Alex Kelsey has it, drives right by Jarrell McNeil and puts in the layup. Well, that's how you break the press. Get the ball to the middle, get it back to one of the edge guys and attack the basket. Kick ball there by Payne. Mustangs will keep the ball here. 118 to go, the two-point lead here in the first half. The Mustangs will bring it in to the right of their own basket. Matt Harley's going out. Now he's having a chat with Delson McNeil, deciding who's going to bring it in. Ultimately, it will be Harley. They bounce it back to Delson McNeil. He gets it further to Jarrell McNeil. And as they get it to Matt Harley on the right side, he fired the pass, but Harley's left foot was on the end line. So that's a turnover for the Mustangs, and Exeter brings it in. Yeah, they tried to get it back to the inbounder, who was Harley, coming off that screen around the corner, and he stepped out of bounds when he caught the ball. Here's Exeter trying to break the full court press. They do. Colin Payne has it. He stops for a three on the left side. Can't get it to fall. It's a long rebound. Delson McNeil has it. He's being guarded by Alex Kelsey. 50 seconds to go here in the second. It's a two-point Eagles lead. Yeah, Governor Griffin's had a lot of second-look opportunities here in the second quarter with a lot of those offensive rebounds coming with Chasey not being in the game. Quick three from Tyler Minnick. 
Alex Kelsey swoops in for the rebound, pushing the issue. Gets it back to Trevor Kepperling, who puts a floater up, can't get it to fall. Here comes Delson McNeil, stops at the free throw line with a jumper and hits it. Seven points on the night for him. And as Exeter brings the ball in, Zion Pascal gets trapped. Exeter calls timeout. There's a little bit of jawing going on. Zion Pascal took exception to something that Jarrell McNeil said and shoved him with the basketball. The official talks to him. It's going to be a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it right here. Mike, what are your thoughts here so far of the first half? Well, again, I, I wonder why we haven't put Chasey back in the game. We've gotten out-rebounded here the entire second quarter, and it's been at least 2-1, to one, both offensively and defensively, both ends of the court. Uh, you know, Trevor Kepler's doing a nice job here, but I, I don't understand. Chasey's played the whole season, last game of the year, unless he's tired or hurt or something, and they're trying to save him for the second half. But I do not know why he is not in the game right now, patrolling that lane. 21 all, 14.7 to go here in the second. Exeter will bring it in three quarters near court. Colin Payne has it. He's looking for someone. Gets it to Alex Kelsey with the dribble. He gets by the first wave. Goes in hard against Xavier Price. Price thought he got ball, but they're going to say he fouled him. That's going to be his second, team six. Not that it matters at this point with 10 seconds to go. But Kelsey will go to the line for two. He's got the ball, a couple dribbles. It's on the way. Bounces around. It's no good. Josh Terman checking in for the Eagles here. Uh, taking Colin Payne out, a little defensive substitution here. Don't want to get Payne with a silly foul here. 10 seconds to go in the half. Alex Kelsey with the second free throw. It's on its way and it's good. Three points on the night for Alex Kelsey. It's a one point Exeter lead. We're at five seconds to go. Xavier Price gets it back to Delson McNeil who stops an 18 foot jumper at the buzzer and he hits it. A six point quarter. For Delson McNeil, nine in the game. And that gives Governor Mifflin a one-point lead after the first half. We will be back with halftime comments. After these commercial messages, you're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gellif Media.
State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Shroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. This is the sound of Exeter Eagles basketball on the crystal clear digital quality Exeter Sports Network. He's on the line. He's got his second. It's coming. And that is no good. It is a two-point Wilson lead. They're on the fast break. They get it to Anthony Cachese. They back it out to Joey Schlaffer. Go cross court to Teddy Snyder. He puts up a three. It's good! Six seconds to go. He hits it. Wilson calls timeout. And Exeter with a one-point lead on a huge three from Teddy Snyder. This is the sound of high school basketball on analog. Tired old AM radio. Exeter Sports Network. Snyder, he puts up a three. It's good! Tired old AM radio. You're listening to high school sports coverage from Jerry Gellick Media, the leader in sports broadcasting in Berks County, the home of the Exeter Sports Network and the Saint Sports Network on the web at jgmedia.us. It's the Exeter Sports Network. We are in Shillington, halftime. Governor Mifflin 23, Exeter 22. Mike Exeter got out of the blocks fast, a 9-0 start, only to falter in the middle and latter portions of that first quarter to be up only 3, 12-9. And then, of course, the 23-22 score at halftime. Taking a look at the scoring, Colin Payne, Teddy Snyder, 7, but... And we'll continue to talk about it. Interesting to see that Anthony Cachese hasn't had many minutes in the first half. Yeah, he played a very good first half. I thought defensively, uh, was rebounding the ball, was blocking shots. He wasn't scoring the ball, but there weren't many looks to him in the low post as they were going more to Payne, posting up in the low post. And uh, didn't see him there the whole second quarter. Give credit to Zion Pascal guarding Matt Harley. Harley only coming up with a three-pointer in the second quarter. Four three-points there in the first half. And Zion Pascal, as he's done, has been in Harley's chest all half. You know, if I had told you coming to the game at halftime, 
Zion Pascal would cover Matt Harley and outscore him in the first half. You would take that if you were Matt Ashcroft. So I got to imagine he's thrilled with uh, Zion Pascal's effort here in the first half on both ends of the court and also bringing the ball up court, beating this press uh, that we're seeing from the Mustangs. Finishing the scoring for Exeter, Alex Kelsey has three. You mentioned Zion Pascal outscoring Harley four to three, and Reese Garvin has added a point for the Mustangs. Delson McNeil leads them with nine, six second quarter points. Jarrell McNeil has seven. But again, Mike, Exeter doing a great job on those two guards, and if they can keep them in check, they've got a good chance tonight. Yeah, the lower this score, the better it is for the Eagles. Uh, they got to get people going, though. We talked about the fast start, but then you go to the second quarter. Colin Ping scoreless in the second quarter. We didn't see Kachese in the second quarter at all. Teddy Snyder came out and got four points. Pascal came out and got two, and Garvin had one. But again, at the same time, Payne not scoring, Kachese not scoring. Uh, Kachese's averaging almost seven points, uh, over seven points a game, and we have not seen him for eight minutes of the first half. We are winding down inside of two minutes until we get started with the second half that gives us time for a quick break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sauteed soft shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills set. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. And now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Mike, interestingly enough, we are back on the Governor Mifflin campus. Of course, we go back to a blustery November 26, where, of course, that was the District 3 5A football championship, but tonight, looking for a playoff berth and we'll take that too. Absolutely. You know, Exeter's got to come up in the second half here. Uh, kind of like that football game they got behind in that second half and then just dominate the rest of the game. Let's see if we can get a fast start and be consistent now for two quarters. They try a give and go between Kelsey and Cachese. Good to see him in the game. Colin Payne has it. He loses it, but Kelsey runs it down. He drives baseline. Thought he was fouled, but they block it. Here come the Mustangs. 
Harley over to Delson McNeil. He was looking for a big time three. <laughs> he was out beyond the referee. He's got the dribble, Alex Kelsey on him. He's directing traffic, dribbling left to right straight away. Five feet beyond three on the left. Still with the dribble. Looking for someone to make a move. He can't get the ball to Harley because of Pascal's defense. Woolwine gets it back to Jarrell McNeil. Teddy Snyder guarding him. Here's Woolwine trying to drive on Colin Payne. Can't get it to fall. Colin gets the rebound. Backs it out to Alex Kelsey. He's got the dribble. Woolwine on him. Kelsey on the left side beyond three. Goes cross court far side to Teddy Snyder. He's got Harley on him looking for something. Hands it off to Colin Payne. Tries to drive, decides better. Hands it off to Alex Kelsey with a nice drive, but there is Xavier Price blocking the ball off of Kelsey, and it goes out of bounds. Yeah, second time that's happened. Kelsey's going to the basket, and both shots were blocked. He's got to drive in there, look to penetrate, and dish that ball to an open defender. Delson McNeil has the dribble, fires it inside to Xavier Price, but it's too hot to handle. And neither, neither team wants to run their offense here. Turnover, and Exeter has it. Here's Colin Payne with a long three. It rattles around off the glass and goes down. A big three, his first points since the first quarter. 10 on the night for him. And it's a two-point Exeter lead. Here's Teddy Snyder blocking Jarrell McNeil's attempt from the left baseline. Delson McNeil has the dribble, gets it to Mason Woolwine. He looks at a three, decides better. They're still moving it around outside of three. Harley has it on the left. Now further left to Woolwine. Bring it to Price. He's driving on Cachese. Goes right around him, up off the glass and scores. And no one looked to help out for Anthony Chasey when he got beat at the top of the key there. The first two points on the night for Price, and we're tied at 25, 5-10 to go here in the third. Exeter in the offensive set, moving the ball around three. Cachese comes out, sets a pick for Alex Kelsey, who stops, takes an 18-footer, no good, but Colin good Payne. there by Colin Payne. Great rebound. Zion Pascal has the dribble, Delson McNeil on him. They go left to right. Colin Payne looks to drive. He's double teamed, gets it inside to Cachese. They bounce it out to Zion Pascal for a three. That's short. But there's Cachese battling for it. Ultimately, Price comes up with it, and here come the Mustangs. Cachese had the rebound, got it knocked out when he put it on the ground. Jarrell McNeil goes with the drive, can't get it to fall. Teddy Snyder will be called with the foul. That's his first. Team first of the second half. And here's McNeil with the first free throw. It's up, it's good. He's got the ball. A few dribbles, takes a look. It's in the air. That's good as well. Nine points on the evening for Jarrell McNeil. It's a two-point Governor Mifflin lead at 4.30. Here's Exeter trying to break the full-court press, but it's kicked. It goes out of bounds. Exeter will bring it in three-quarter length 
far side. Colin Payne brings it in, gets it back to Teddy Snyder. Matt Harley on him. It's a weak press. Zion Pascal has it near side. Back to the right to Alex Kelsey. Colin Payne has it. He's able to make some room. But before he does that, they say he traveled. It's an Exeter turnover. It'll be Mustang ball. Yeah, and again, just trying to do a little too much there. Work within the offense. Get the good looks here. Down by two points. It's a close game. Let's get quality shots and quality possessions. The Mustangs in the offensive set. They rotate it deep left. They get it to Delson McNeil, who got away from Alex Kelsey, puts it up off the glass and scores. 11 points on the night for him, and it's a four-point Governor Mifflin lead. Here's Teddy Snyder with a nice dribble drive under the basket and scores. Governor Mifflin pushing the issue. Delson, excuse me, Jarrell McNeil puts it up. That's no good. Colin Payne has the rebound. He comes down, takes a jumper. No good. And Governor Mifflin has the rebound. Mason Woolwine with the dribble. And Governor Mifflin calls timeout. 3.23 to go here in the third. It's the Mustangs 29, the Eagles 27. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Mike, one thing that Exeter does not want to do is get in foul trouble and one individual they want to stay away from. Yeah, that's Darrell McNeil. Shoots 92% of the season, was two for two here on his first two free throws of the evening. And that's a guy, when you talk about scoring double digits week, uh, weeks in, in advance here, games after games, it's because he gets to the line five or six times. The Mustangs try to get it inside to Matt Harley. Zion Pascal pokes it away, but they call him for the foul. That's his second. Team second. Here's a three put up by Jarrell McNeil, and he hits it. As low scoring as this game is, this is a crucial uh, possession here for the Eagles, down by five now. Five points in the quarter, 12 for the game. Here's Teddy Snyder with a floater from the right baseline, and he scores. 11 points on the night for Teddy. On the other side, it's Delson McNeil who goes in with the drive on the right side. He scores. Just too athletic for Garvin. They're going to have to go back to Kelsey if they don't want to stop that. 13 on the night now for Delson McNeil. Teddy Snyder puts up a floater. It's short. Jarrell McNeil has the rebound. He's pushing the issue. Colin, excuse me, Zion Pascal picks him up, puts up a shot outside of the free throw line. It's no good. And Zion Pascal has the dribble. Yeah, that last possession for Exeter was not a good possession. We talk about getting good quality shots. Teddy forced a shot there as Payne gets knocked to the ground by, Delsa, by uh, McNeil. 
They try to get it inside to Colin Payne. Jarrell McNeil knocks it away. Here's Xavier Price driving on Anthony Cachese. Can't get it to go. As they battle for it, they're going to say it's off of Cachese. Coach Ashcroft is livid. Refs are going to talk about this. I think that's the right call. I thought he could chase his shoulder. I think they were going to, the argument was that there were two Mifflin players around him, but I think you're right. I, it looked like that very well could have gone off of Anthony. It's a five-point Mustangs lead, 150 to go here in the third. Teddy Snyder has the dribble. Tyler Minnick on him. Exeter throwing it back and forth. Here is Reese Garvin with an 18-foot jumper, and he hits it. The young sophomore not afraid to take a high-pressure shot there. Nice job of curling in from the left corner and hitting that little jumper. Three points on the night for him. Cuts the lead to three. They're going to get Harley down the block again on Pascal here. Here is Jarrell McNeil. He gets by Teddy Snyder. Puts up an 18-footer. No good. The ball's on the floor. Ultimately, Zion Pascal comes up with it. Tyler Minnick takes a huge swipe at him. They don't call a foul. A few shots don't fall for Exeter. Here come the Mustangs. We're under a minute to go. Price drives. Can't get it to go. Zion Pascal has the rebound, and he backs out with the dribble. Okay, so not pretty basketball from both ends of the court here. Very physical. Very few fouls being called, though. Here's a pass inside to Anthony Cachese. He goes up strong, can't get it to fall. The Mustangs have the rebound, 35 seconds to go. That's three or four layups, extras missed this quarter. The Mustangs content with holding on for the last shot here of the quarter. Teddy Snyder goes after Jarrell McNeil and is able to knock it off his arm. It's a turnover for the Mustangs. And Exeter ball, nice play, Teddy Snyder. Reese Garvin brings it in to Teddy. 20 seconds to go here in the third. It's a pickup high from Zion Pascal. Plays give and go with Colin Payne. They back it out. Now Exeter will hold on for the first or the last shot. Zion Pascal has it. He's driving on Delson McNeil. And in trying to put a shot up, he slides his feet. It's a travel. So a turnover for Exeter. They bring in Josh Turman and Alex Kelsey. They give Colin Payne Reese Garvin a breather. The Mustangs bringing it in, looking to go full court, ultimately keep it nearby. A tough foul right there for Zion Pascal. That's going to be his third. You know, Darren, you watch these games in and out, and, and we see that in some games, Kevin Sands is in the starting lineup, and then the next game, we don't see him the whole game. I just don't understand the plan. Here are the Mustangs putting up a three at the buzzer, and it doesn't fall. We have played three full. It's Governor Mifflin 34, Exeter 31. We'll be back with fourth quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. 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 
but a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Mike, something we've been talking about all season long are the turnovers, and you've got them. Yeah, we've got 11 turnovers right now for Exeter. It's three below their season average. Um, fortunate for them, we didn't see Mifflin really put that full-court pressure on that third quarter. Now, they didn't do it the first quarter in the first half. They came out and did it the whole second quarter. So let's see if they switch over here and put that full-court pressure on after a made basket here in the fourth quarter. After scoring the first nine points of the game in the middle two frames, Exeter has scored, let's see, 19 in the middle two frames. So looking to have an offensive explosion here in the fourth. The Mustangs in the offensive set, they get it to Matt Harley. He drives, can't get it to go, and in the ensuing rebound, it goes off of Harley. It's out of bounds. It'll be Exeter ball. Yeah, Zukowski tried to get it back to the low post, went right off his head. And here's that full court pressure now. The inbound from Teddy Snyder to Zion Pascal. It's back to Teddy. He's got the dribble. Harley on him, but he's backing up, giving him midcourt. Exeter in the offensive set. They rotate it to the left. Colin Payne has it. Mason, excuse me, Tyler Minnick on him. Here's a floater from about 12 feet. It doesn't go. The Mustangs have the rebound. And Mike. Exeter wants to do a better job of setting up a shot as opposed to that uh, unbalanced floater. And at the other end, Mason Woolwine hits a three from the far corner. That's a big shot there by Woolwine. As Exeter goes right to a timeout, they're down by six here. But that's a big shot there. Uh, pretty much left them wide open. He, they, they've left them outside the arc all night long, and now he made them pay for it. 7.09 to go here in the fourth. We'll be back with it. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. My don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. We are back at Shillington. Mike, here's where Exeter has to stop the bleeding end now. They can't allow the Mustangs to go on a considerable run or it's just going to make it that much harder to catch up later. Well, you just mentioned it before. They've got to get a good set here. They've got to get a good look at the basket, have a plan on what they want to do with the ball here in the front court as they get the ball through and, and have the shot they want to set up here. If it's not there, go to the second shot, but we forced a lot of shots that third quarter that were not good looks at the basket. Exeter brings the ball in. Alex Kelsey driving on Woolwine. Gets it inside to Cachese, who puts it up strong. They are absolutely swatting away at him. They finally call the foul. Again, another missed layup on the front end of that. 
Zielkowski will get the foul. That's his third. Team first of the second half. And Anthony goes to the line for two, and the first one is up and good. His first points on the night, and they come at the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter. He's got the ball for his second. It's on the way, and that's good. And no bigger free throws this season for Cachesia than those two right there, keeping the Eagles within scoring distance here. A four-point Mustangs lead. 6.50 to go here in the fourth. Mustangs in the offensive set. Harley looks for a three, but there's Zion Pascal not giving him an inch. Bring it to the near side, Woolwine. They get it to Tyler Minnick. He's being guarded by Teddy Snyder. Here's a three from Woolwine straight ahead. No good. Kelsey goes up for the rebound, and there's Delson McNeil to foul him. So Exeter will bring the ball in. It's McNeil's first. Yeah, Governor Miffin did not have a foul the entire third quarter. So there will not be in foul trouble here for either team with fouls to give late in the half. Here's Colin Payne driving on Tyler Minnick. They're going to call Tyler Minnick with the bump. With all the stuff we've seen tonight, all the slapping and hitting and knocking down, that they're going to call 18, 20 feet from the basket. That's what we saw, and I'll say this, with this officiating crew when we were at Berks Catholic. We saw something similar. Inbound Anthony Cachese hands it back to Zion Pascal. Here's Colin Payne. He fumbles the ball, but as he gets it back and takes a shot, they call him for the travel. So it's a turnover for Exeter, and Governor Mifflin will have it. Coach Ashcroft still pleading with the official that that was not traveling. He lost possession of the ball. That's what Ashcroft's arguing. The Mustangs in the offensive set. Here's Zion Pascal all over Harley, not giving him an inch. Throw it over to Mason Woolwine. He gets lucky. It goes off his hands, and he's able to save it off of Colin Payne, and then it goes out of bounds. So... A lucky throw there. Governor Mifflin will retain. 5.58 to go here in the fourth. It's a four-point Mustangs lead. They've inbounded the ball, rotating it outside of three. Kelsey now on Harley. Zion Pascal on, that's Delson McNeil. He puts a jumper up, no good. Exeter with the rebound. Here comes Kelsey, gets it to Zion Pascal, who drives lane, goes up off the glass, scores, and he's fouled. Nice take there. Left side of the lane, saw the opening, put his head down and put the ball on the court and got to the basket. Again, we see the rebound at the other end, though, by Anthony Cachese. Cachese is a factor now in the game, rebounding the ball both ends of the court. Zion on the line for one. It's on the way, and it's good. It is a one-point Mustangs lead, 5.38 to go here in the fourth. Jarrell McNeil has the dribble left to right, straightaway three. Gets it to the right to Woolwine. He's looking for something inside. Zielkowski sets a pick up top. They free up Harley for a three, and he hits it. Barry Slimmer to the shot he had in the second quarter for the one three-pointer he had there. Got the open look, came off the screen and nailed it. 
Only his second three of the game. He's got six points, but it's a four-point Mustangs lead. Five minutes to go here in the fourth. Exeter in the offensive set. Teddy Snyder thinks about it. Three gets it to Colin Payne. Jarrell McNeil guarding him, so he bounces out. Trying to drive on McNeil. Can't get it to go. Another missed layup for the Eagles. And the Mustangs have the rebound. And the Mustangs call timeout. 4.40 to go here in the fourth. It's a four-point Mustangs lead. We'll be back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Shroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org. To learn. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Back at Shillington, 440 to go. Mike, Exeter needs to tighten that D up a little bit. There are a lot of missed shots on the Mustangs, but they freed Harley up for that three. They're going to have to be careful going down the stretch here. Well, the factor's been Delson McNeil in the open court. They can't cover him. He's done a real nice job of getting to the basket, getting open looks, and when he gets cut off, he does find the open jumper, just like he did there with Harley. Four points in the ball here for Miffin. Big, pivotal possession for the Mustangs. They inbound the ball. Woolwine has it on the left-hand side. Bounces it out to Delson McNeil. Alex Kelsey is able to knock it away from him, battles him for it, but it goes out of bounds. So it'll still be Mustangs' ball, but good hustle, Alex Kelsey. They bring the ball into Jarrell McNeil. He gets by Teddy Snyder. He's playing catch-up. Tries to go around. Cachese doesn't fall. They knock around. Woolwine comes down with it. Here's Jarrell McNeil for a three. No good. Xavier Price has the rebound inside, goes off the glass and scores. Bad positioning there for the Eagles defense. They were the outside guy away from the basket and that's what happens. Huge offensive rebound for the Mustangs. That's four points for Price and a six point. Mustangs lead at four minutes to go here in the fourth. Exeter in the offensive set. Zion Pascal has the dribble looking to get it to Colin Payne. And Exeter calls timeout. We will be back with the final 351 here in the fourth after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty, empty, but a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. 
Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Mike, much like anything, all you want is a chance. They're going to have to contain McNeil if they're going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, he's beating him off the dribble from half court to the bucket, and that's what you're seeing. They just don't have anyone who can cover him right now. Zion Pascal bringing the ball in far court in the offensive set. They get it back to Teddy Snyder. He's got the dribble. Matt Harley on him. Gets it back to Zion Pascal. He sets up the offense. I'd like to see Anthony Cachese down low working on Price. They try to get it inside in the paint to Colin Payne, but Jarrell McNeil knocks it away. Exeter will retain possession. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go to against McNeil in the low post against Payne. McNeil has him athletically and athletically and size-wise. I agree. But they're trying to post him up here again. Yep, and they've got Anthony on the far side. He's got to get in the paint. Here's Teddy Snyder. They try to get him with a cut. But Xavier Price is able to take the ball away. Teddy Snyder fouls him trying to get it back. That's going to be Teddy's second, team fourth. And now Here, it's a frustration foul right there. The Mustangs bring it in. Jarrell McNeil had it. Teddy Snyder fouled him. So that'll be his third, picking up two quick ones. Five team fouls for Exeter. Teddy Snyder guarding Delson, excuse me, Jarrell McNeil. They roll the ball to the right. Now Delson McNeil has it. Alex Kelsey is guarding him and he fouls him. Interestingly enough, that's going to be the sixth team foul on Exeter right now. We're at the 316 mark. Yeah, another little chippy foul there again. They called nothing the first half, and now they want to blow the whistle every 30 seconds. There was a lot of physicality that has happened in the game leading up till now. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised at the tic-tac stuff occurring as well. Right there, an offensive foul from Xavier Price. He got the ball in the paint, but he put a shoulder into Trevor Kepperling, just drilled him out of the way. That's his third. And that's the Mustangs' fifth team foul. Alex Kelsey bringing the ball up against Mason Woolwine, drives the lane, lays it up off the glass and scores. Nice drive. Held in the air as long as he could before he let go of the ball to clear all the defenders. Nice job by Kelsey. At the opposite end, here's a shot put up by Governor Mifflin. It's not there. It gets out to Harley, who puts up a 15-footer and hits it. It's a six-point Mustangs lead, 2.30 to go. Here's Colin Payne driving, puts the ball up with the right hand, no call, and it's rebounded by Governor Mifflin. Alex Kelsey tries to pickpocket Delson McNeil as he goes by. They call the foul. Amazingly, as you said, they'll call those tic-tacs, but you have anybody driving to the basket if there's any bodying going on. No fouls being called. And now Mifflin will be at the stripe for the next 2.23 in the bonus now. Delson McNeil's first up is strong. Alex Kelsey has the rebound. Gets it ahead to Teddy Snyder. He stops and puts a three, and it's good. It's a huge shot right there for the Eagles. 
Got to get a stop again defensively now. They try to double team Jarrell McNeil. It gets ahead to Harley. He puts up a three and hits it. That's his third three of the fourth. It's a six-point Mustangs lead. Exeter in the offensive set. Colin Payne has it here. He's driving on Jarrell McNeil. Gets him in the air. Looked like he got fouled. Gets it off the glass and scores. It's, as the Mustangs are trying to drive the ball up the floor, there's a timeout on the court. 1.40 to go. We'll be back with more fourth quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Mike, according to my scoring records, neither McNeil guards have scored here in the fourth, yet Governor Mifflin maintains their four-point lead. Well, the problem is they're trying to get McNeil in the backcourt. He's blown by people, and then we saw there in the last exchange, you know, the guy guarding Harley had to sag off to try and help pick up the ball and stop ball. Harley's wide open, and the guy is a set-up shooter. Governor Mifflin bringing the ball in. Tyler Minnick gets it to Delson McNeil. He is being hounded by Alex Kelsey. Tries to get it ahead. It's knocked away from Minnick. They get it to Harley. He's trying to drive on Zion Pascal. Nothing there, so they bring it back out. Here's Jarrell McNeil driving in, stops from about 15. No good, Teddy Snyder on the rebound. Zion Pascal has it. 1.15 to go here in the fourth. Here's Alex Kelsey going with the drive and they, the referee's allowing some stuff to happen. Jarrell McNeil able to get the ball away from Kelsey. And then on the ensuing push up the floor, they call Colin Payne with a reach in on Delson McNeil. He'll go to the line for a one-on-one. -on -one. Missed the front end of the last one-on-one. -on -one. Let's see what happens here. He's got the ball, a couple dribbles. It's on its way, it's good. It's back to a five-point lead, 48-43. McNeil's got the ball, a few dribbles. It's on its way, that's no good. Colin Payne with the rebound, gets it to Zion Pascal. He's pushing it up the court. Gets it to Teddy Snyder near court for a three and he drills it. Teddy Snyder with his second foul three. right there. That's a good foul for the Eagles. They fouled the inbound to Minnick. Minnick shoots 57%, put him at the line here. He was 0 for two in the first quarter. Hasn't shot the ball since then. The second foul on Colin Payne. 
It's the ninth team foul for Exeter. One more puts him in the double bonus. Anthony Cachese coming into the game for Trevor Kepperling. Here's Tyler Minnick, he's got the ball, toes the line. It's on the way, it's no good. They're knocking it around and the Mustangs come up with the ball and Jarrell McNeil, the one guy you don't want to foul, is put on the line and he's gonna shoot too. Absolutely, now double bonus here for the Mustangs, last 50 seconds, every foul puts a Mustang to the line for two shots. And this is the guy we talked about before, you did not want on the line, shooting 92% coming into tonight. Jarrell McNeil's first ball is up and it bounces around and it's in. His second on the way and that's good. 50.5 seconds to go here in the fourth. 50-46 Governor Mifflin. Reese Garvin coming into the game for Exeter. Exeter going with a guard-based offense right now. They get it into Teddy Snyder, being guarded by Woolwine. Alex Kelsey has it, Minnick on him. Here's Colin Payne, he goes up for a three. It's on the way, it's short, no good. Delson McNeil gets the rebound. Zion Pascal will foul him, and McNeil will go to the line for two. A tough shot for Colin Payne right there for three. Didn't have to force that shot. There's still 40 seconds left in the game. Why doesn't anybody have any extras haven't been down? There should be, the lane should be filled here. You have to rebound the ball here, Exeter. So Delson McNeil on the line, ready to shoot the first of two. It's on its way, it's no good. Anthony Cachese comes into the game for Reese Garvin. Delson McNeil will have his second. It's on its way and that one is good. A five point Mustangs lead, 35 seconds to go. Here's Alex Kelsey with the drive, gets it to Zion Pascal. He drives baseline, puts up a floater and hits it. Surprise actually didn't call timeout there. So as the ball is inbounded, Colin Payne will foul Matt Harley. And Harley will go to the line for two. I think they're gonna give it to Snyder, that's his fourth. They did give it to Snyder. Matt Harley taking a long look at the rim. It's on the way and it's good. Ten fourth quarter points for Matt Harley. And he's got another one. He hits the second. It's a five point Mustangs lead. Here's Colin Payne dribbling up. He loses the ball, somehow gets it back. 
to Alex Kelsey who puts up a three off the glass and scores. And a quick timeout from Exeter. 13.7 to go here in Shillington. 53-51, Governor Mifflin will be back to call it. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Back at Shillington, Mike. Certainly Exeter looking to foul. Who should they stay away from? Well, first, obviously, you don't want to foul uh, Jarrell McNeil. But you've got Woolwine on the court at 60%. You've got Minnick on the court at 57%. And you've got the Delson McNeil at 68%. I'm not fouling Harley. Harley cannot get the ball, and neither can Jarrell McNeil. Let the other guy open so they can get the ball to him. Tyler Minnick bringing the ball in for Governor Mifflin. Gets it to Delson McNeil. Alex Kelsey fouls him. That'll send him to the line for two. He's two for five on the night. So again, if he hits one for two here, still a ball game for the Eagles. It's the fourth on Alex Kelsey. I am corrected. It is the fifth on Alex Kelsey. Fourth this quarter. Probably what I saw in my score sheet here. Alex Kelsey fouls out with five points. Correction, eight points. Five points in the fourth quarter. Josh Terman comes in. Zion Pascal, Trevor Kepperling, Teddy Snyder. And waiting for a fourth, or excuse me, a fifth, which is going to be Colin Payne. Yeah, Payne's coming back in the game for... Alex Kelsey, that was the exchange there they weren't sure about. They were holding for the second shot, but the foul out puts him in now. Here's McNeil's first, and it's good. Exeter needs a miss here. Couple players coming in. Anthony Cachese, Reese Garvin. Here's Delson McNeil looking around. Few dribbles. On the way, no good, and Anthony Cachese has the rebound. It's a three-point lead. Colin Payne has the dribble. He puts a shot up, no good, no foul called. Here's Reese Garvin with a three, no good. It's rebounded by the Mustangs, and the clock hits zero. A tough loss for Exeter. Governor Mifflin 54, Exeter 51. We'll be back with post-game comments 
after these commercial messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. I was so high I did not recognize the fire burning in her eyes. The chaos that controlled my mind. Whispered goodbye, she got on a plane. Never to return again, but always in my heart. toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a health care provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at pennstatehealth.org forward slash on demand. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. And now, back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Well, Mike, a disappointing outcome, but something that we saw repeatedly through, and you even mentioned it, where we were looking for a specific set play from Exeter, and it would seem like in the waning moments of that fourth three quarters into the fourth, halfway through the fourth, as far as some of those shots that Exeter took might have been suspect. Yeah, and again, I, 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 we've seen this all year where it just seems like there's no spacing on the court for the Eagles. There's no set play of what the what they're running. It's kind of, you see guys running the same direction and kind of peeling off and, yeah, you've got that spot, I'll go somewhere else. And it's just a, the, the fact that the final being what it is here, 54-50 the final here, right? Is that what we had was the final? Was it 54, 50, 51, 50? What was our final, Jerry? They took it off the board before I... 54, 51 was our final That's right, we had a chance to tie it with a three. Yeah. But like you said, just nothing in rhythm of a set play. Uh, A lot of possessions just wasted again tonight where bad shots, bad decisions, uh, one on three going to the hole. And again, that stuff, you're going to take points off the board, and that's what kills you. We take a look at scoring for Exeter tonight. Teddy Snyder, according to my unofficial total, 17 points. Colin Payne adding 13. Zion Pascoe contributing 9. And Alex Kelsey, 8. So one of those where Colin Payne looked like he was trying to get going. He was doing a lot of driving. I'll never put a game on the officials. However, there were a lot of drives from Exeter 
certainly sometimes I thought they should have hit a lot of those drives, uh, some easy layups, shall we say. But I also want to say, from a standpoint of the foul standpoint, probably not what I would have expected as far as what was actually called. A lot of the tic-tac stuff, but not the bodied up. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that is because it seems like they're out of control going to the basket. It's not a fluid, you know, go through the lane and, and drive down one of the sides. It's just helter-skelter, put my head down and go, and try and force something up, going through two and three bodies. And I think the officials think, hey, there, there's, no, there's really no, you know, I'm not going to bail you out with a foul every time. Um, you know, have better shot selection. And taking a look at scoring for Governor Mifflin, where we talked about that first game where Exeter held the McNeil guards to five points and one field goal. That wasn't the case this evening. As I scribble here, Delson McNeil, again, uh, unofficial totals here, 16 points. Jarrell McNeil, 14. Matt Harley, 14 as well. He came alive in the fourth, hitting three threes, adding two free throws, 11 points to carry the Mustangs in that fourth quarter. But there was your big three that we talked about as far as the defense was going to have to come up big, not only as far as keeping the McNeils from driving, but keeping Harley from open from hitting any threes. Well, we talked a lot about Harley's three-point shooting. I mean, he is a very good set shooter with open shot. And when Delson McNeil's breaking the pressure at the foul line opposite end of the court and racing up the court, somebody's got to come help him and stop the ball. And unfortunately, it was, you know, uh, Zion Pascal coming over and stopping the ball. But that leaves Matt Harley wide open for the three. And again, I think Exeter should have backed off to a half-court pickup. They did it time after time again in the mid-third quarter, late fourth quarter. And they got burned by it all the time. So we look at playoffs. Certainly tonight's loss, there was only one spot available between Exeter, Tolpahocken, and Governor Mifflin. And the tough part about the Berks County Tournament, the Berks Conference, is probably will be Governor Mifflin. Yeah, I would think Governor Mifflin or Topahawken at this point, depending how that ended up against Antietam and what plays out throughout what your opponents have done uh, again tonight, wins, losses, stuff like that. It's going to be very close but again, we talked about it at the start. You, you referenced it the whole point. This was you must win this game and you're in. And Exeter could not do that. And worst part is now they've dropped seven of the last eight. Um, even going to districts now, they're going to be a lower seed traveling to someone who's a higher seed. And again, this season was off to a very good start. Midpoint of the season, they were 10-4 and four or something like that, 9-4. and four, And it just fell apart at the end. And again, I, I just didn't see any growth in what we did offensively. Our defense played well, except, you know, but, but you got to screw the bucket. In fact, that's where I was going to go as far as the District 3 tournament losing those seven out of eight as you mentioned down the stretch that is going to be a huge factor as far as yeah you're going to go up against a pretty good solid seed now you're going to be dropping they were six coming in probably going to drop to maybe 10 uh, maybe 11 so now you're going up against maybe a four or a five so you're going to have your work cut out for you there but hopefully, if anything, Exeter can get healthy. I don't, can't say why we didn't see Anthony Cachese a little bit more in this game. Of course, 
Colin Payne has been banged up coming down the stretch. We know about Joey Schlaffer. So hopefully they can get healthy so when the District 3 tournament starts, they'll be able to come out fresh. Yeah, and again, we're not getting Joey Schlaffer back. That, that, that ship has sailed uh, for this season with that broken wrist. Uh, hopefully a couple days off here for Colin Payne, get some healthy, get some shots in the bucket here. But again, going to the district playoffs 10 and 11, let's say you're an 8-9 seed. You're playing a team that's just as good as you are, probably in better health and on a different role. And if you win that game, who do you play next? The one seed. That's exactly right. So there is our season. Tonight's final Burks 1 regular season game comes down to a loss to the Governor Mifflin Mustangs, 54-51. Fans, thank you for joining us all season long for Exeter Eagles Varsity Boys Basketball. We will be back once the District 3 tournament starts. But before all that happens, Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate you being, letting me be here tonight. Absolutely. For my main man, Mike Boyer, super producer, Jerry Gelliff, I'm Darren Ziner. Thanks for listening to today's presentation on the Exeter Sports Network. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Boys Basketball on the Exeter Sports Network. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at PennStateHealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at MegsQuiltedMemories.com, and the Reading Royals at RoyalsHockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night.